How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 49, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Ryan and Derek of Camel City Blackouts. I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, the uh, the metal scene out here is, um, I guess it's going strong on, but it's all it's very small and like localized. Gotcha. Like I know the area that I grew up is like forty five minutes from here, and uh, that area has got a pretty strong metal scene going on. It seemed like back in like oh eight, all the uh, metalcore bands were coming out of Massachusetts. Yeah, there was it was kind of a big. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of bigger out, out here, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I have with me <clears throat> Derek and Ryan, and uh, you guys are the Camel City Blackouts. That's right, that's right. Yep. So, uh, can you guys just let the listeners know your names and who's talking that way they know who's who? And, um, you guys let me know like what instruments you play in the band and what, what your role is in the band. So I'm Derek and this is Ryan. I'm kidding. It's the flip verse of it. Sorry, that was terrible. Uh, I'm Ryan and I play guitar and I sing. And uh, I'm Derek and I play bass. Um, I sang a little bit on the Possession album, but it feels like we're fading that out. Ryan is clearly the better, better singer out of both of us. I'm Maybe. more of just like a melodic yelling kind of hype man yeah i'm like a hype man i'm like the little john he's flavor flav yeah flavor flav i rock nice. big box <laughs> i can't not lie where are you right now so our latitude and longitude is uh 2.550 north no i i don't know again uh <laughs> we are uh we're we're from north carolina we're based out of this city called winston-salem um rj reynolds is in winston-salem they make camel cigarettes and so winston-salem became known as camel city that's how we got the camel uh, city part yeah we don't have like a pack of camels like running through the city <laughs> right now, but, um, but yeah north, yeah, I, north I, carolina we've we've been here probably i mean i know i've been here at least 20 years i've been here my whole life yeah so it's we rep north carolina nice yeah, no, that was a little bit confusing. Would you, yeah. if, if you look at the name of the band, the Camel City? Yeah, if you're from, like maybe then, maybe they're from. I was thinking maybe you guys were, were from like Saudi Arabia or the Sahara. <laughs> maybe I don't yeah. know something something along maybe those lines. People from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'd have to agree on that. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, What's the, the meaning behind the band name? I know you said Camel City, but what, how about the blackouts part? Why, uh, how, how, why did you name it that? Um, I'll let you take that. All right. Before. So when we first started playing together, we've, we've been playing music together for a long time, but 
we really were just <laughs> playing music and just drinking. That, 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 that was our two passions, playing music and drinking. So we used to just go by the blackouts, but there's probably like 4,000 punk bands called the blackouts. Right. Um, so we just threw our little city name in there and um, that, that's pretty much where it came from. Yeah. And the older we get, the more we kind of brown out, we kind of know our limits now. Yeah, almost. Just... <laughs> we just kind of brown out. So it can't be Campbell City brownouts because that just sounds like a doo-doo. Like, you know. <laughs> it sounds like a doo-doo. Yeah. Well, it's, you're right. I mean, that's uh okay that's interesting <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about that but i mean yeah uh you know punk music and uh drinking goes kind hand in hand uh so you guys mentioned you you, you both sing bass and guitar who, who plays drums on your uh your tracks so on possession that was a full like that that was performed by a drummer mm -hmm. um who's no longer with us, but um, our newer EPs are program drums. Somebody pressing these beep boops. Nice. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. It's... Is, is that hard to, um, is it harder or easier to write songs when you don't have a physical drummer with you? So a lot of times when we're writing songs, me and Ryan, like I said, we've been at it for years. So, you know, we'll, we'll meet up and we'll even play it acoustically probably, you know, a million times, a million times first. Um, and then the drums are kind of, I hate to say it, but they're kind of an afterthought. Um, <laughs> you know, we obviously want a drummer, and, but we're just having a hard time keeping one. Um, right. drummers are the hardest people to find I don't care what anyone says they're like a unicorn yeah. just out in like a field um, and the, the drummers around you know they're already playing in about 10 bands right so they have like 5,000 kids because you know those drummers they're like sailors <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, it is programmed drums on the two latest EPs uh, but we are still looking for a drummer we always will be yeah, but the nucleus of the band has always been us. Um, right. This is where it started. And we've been very fortunate to kind of stay together. And um, I told somebody earlier today, it's like Derek's strengths are my weaknesses and I feel like vice versa. So we're like peanut butter and jelly. So what started out as like, a, just like a, hey, you want to get fucked up and play music is turned yeah. into like, hey, I love you, man. <laughs> Don't tell your wife about this. I'm, I'm still, just going gonna... to, I still won't say it back to him, but you know, it's <laughs> okay. You can, you can, you can tell him you love him. All in due time. All in due time. He looks me in the eyes during love making. <laughs> so I know he loves me. Jeez. How is that even possible? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm flexible. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so uh, I've been listening to your music actually like to and from work the last couple of weeks since since uh since last time we talked i guess i don't know if that was earlier this week mm -hmm. and uh i really dig the song memory mm -hmm. is there any significance behind that song or is it take this one right um so that song uh i wrote for someone that i lost and that's actually a song i had set on for like three years and um, when we started working on this EP, it was something that came back to me um, and I just kind of brought it in. There was actually a third verse uh, in it, but I cut it thinking that, you know, maybe 
the shorter is better. And oddly enough, um, that song has gotten a lot of a lot of people like that one. We didn't think that that was going to be the big one. We thought Swinger Sway was going to be the big mm. one. Uh, but it seems like memories become the big one. But ultimately, that song's just kind of um, a song I wrote for someone that I lost. Um, they died, but I kind of write mm. the song in a sense like the person's still alive. Um, right. And I, I think everybody can kind of relate to that because it's kind of like, you know, don't forget me. I won't forget you. Um, and just if, if you if you're still around, drop a line. Tell me how you've been. So, yeah, I think that's what I like about it. It's uh, it definitely is. a You can tell it's a personal song. The lyrics. Are very yeah, hard. yeah, for sure. Like there, I knew there had to be a story behind it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> something happened. So uh, you had mentioned you had a drummer before. Uh, so have you always been, you know, it's just you two, but have you, have you ever had more than like three people in the band? Do you guys like to play at a big band or is it the, the, your typical punk uh, three piece? You know, we or two we, piece. Yeah. <laughs> Duet. Why have three people when you can have two, you know what I mean? Right. Um, no, but we, we normally try to keep it at three people, but we will bring in the occasional like, fourth or fifth person to add a little bit of spice to the song um like we've had uh one of our buddies ryan evans play saxophone on two of our songs um <laughs> we had, uh, jordan, jordan holiday she's a, she a vocalist on, she was the girl singer and uh yeah. two of her songs she production. sang on two of our songs and so we're n- we're not opposed to bringing people in yeah. to the mix um but yeah we 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 we're, try to keep it small it's easier that way yeah we're very yeah, much the nucleus. Yeah, it's easy to bounce uh, bounce ideas off of each other, especially because you guys seem to be very tight. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you you know what the other one's thinking, I'm assuming. It's and true. You can, it's you true. Kinda, you kind of know the direction of your music and where you want it to go. That makes sense. Yeah, sometimes Derek looks at me, he's like, nah, it sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, right. oh, man, I worked so hard on this. <laughs> yeah. But it's easier coming from a friend. Yeah, and if it was like somebody else, I would be like, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you had a saxophone player with you guys? Yeah, yeah. Was it we, like a ska, we, like a 90s ska? We did some ska songs on our uh first album possession. Um nice. actually the title track was one of the ones that had um that on it. And then there was a song called Waiting for a Lover, uh okay. which we just threw everything at. Had the girl singer, had uh right. the saxophone player, and all of us just kind of going on but yeah we i mean we've always like uh had a little bit of a sky influence too you know what i mean so we've definitely thrown that into the mix as well um it's not like our main genre but if we can hit it why not yeah why not (laughs) throw some mix in there who are your uh your influences you know like growing up who did you see perform or who would you hear on the radio or whatever and you and you were like you know what i want to make music this is what i want to do like who who was your your big influence do you want to go first or i can go first <clears throat> um so my my answer is going to be really long sorry <laughs> um <laughs> i think uh whenever i was a kid um the first song i ever fell in love with was collective souls december song okay. uh, or december um, I remember really, really liking that. Um, but the first band that got me was Stone Temple Pilots. I just absolutely love Scott Weiland, and he just seemed very flamboyant, just crazy out of his mind, uh, which may have been the drugs. 
But at the same time, <laughs> I just loved him so much because I was like, yeah. oh my God, this guy's crazy and all over the place. And he could, you know, sing like a motherfucker. So um, so that's kind of where I started out. And then you Yeah, know, he was he was like a 90s Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except he's dead now. So he didn't survive like Keith, but yeah, you know, different drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple of them. Uh, and then I think Blink-182, uh, when I was in seventh grade, that was like a big influence. I know a lot of people give, well, had gave them shit back in the day, but I think some yeah. bands are like the gateway drugs to other bands, you know? Right. Um, and people just harp on them so much because that's not what they grew up with, but it helped get us, get me through the door. Um, then uh, Rancid came around mm. and I got really, really into Rancid. Um, Tim Armstrong was like my hero for a long, long time. Uh, still is to a degree, but uh, then Alkaline Trio came into my life, mm -hmm. and I was like, I worship the ground Matt Skiba, you know, walks on. That's like my <laughs> my favorite band, and that's like my end all, beat all like person. Um, and the older I've get gotten, you know, I like Sinatra and stuff like that. Yeah, um, kind of chilled out a little bit, but um, my big three is Tim Armstrong, Matt Skiba, and uh, I would say probably Mark Hoppus nice for me um the first band where i realized there was like more music than just like the cookie cutter pop stuff that was out like was uh the green day dookie album i got that and it like changed my whole world i was like there's real music out there like it's something i'd never heard before you know before right. that it was like all the stuff on the radio like that was like the britney spears backstreet boys and sync right. yeah, yeah. Like, rock <laughs> Yep. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I got that album and I was like, wow, it, it, this is a whole new world. And then um, I kind of dug deeper. Then I saw Blink-182 on Fuse um, and bought the uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket CD. And then like, those are like gateway bands. I feel like they get you into like, you know, the deeper, deeper cuts. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those two bands. And then I was really into metal for the longest time. I know we were just talking about that, like um, yeah. the metalcore scene. Uh, Metallica! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I used to play in a bunch of metalcore bands. Um, and that kind of consumed my life for a while. But then I came back. Um, Dropkick Murphys. And yeah, Dropkick Murphys. Uh, <laughs> I like how Ryan's done making sure you remember what you <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Yeah. Britney Spears. So, so Britney Dr Spears. <laughs> Love Britney Spears. Free Britney. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. Play free bird. Um, the thing that actually kind of brought me and Ryan back together. Um I I went to you that we attended. Yeah, it was a great one. But I went to a dropkick Murphy show here in North Carolina. And um the next day I hit him up and I was all amped up, you know, like getting out of the pit and stuff. I hit him up and I was like, hey man, you still playing punk music? Like let's do this and then we've we've been together ever since nice We're docking brothers you know <laughs> they're holding hands as we speak there's a lot of hand gestures going on you edit this right <laughs> yeah you know i don't uh i don't do the video but i do edit the uh, audio oh okay <laughs> so <laughs> So nobody can see you making your hand gesture. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. oh, shit. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I had Green Day Dookie. Yeah. And that was my first ever 
cassette that I bought. Okay. With how okay. old I am. I bought a cassette. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm like, uh, okay. Mine was on a CD. Mine was on a CD. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, cassettes. Yeah. I'm 37. I think. Yeah. 37. Uh, we're right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right there. We'll, right. We'll be there soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And just like you, I, I was really into metal through high school, almost in a closed minded way. Same, same. And I yeah. really wish I wasn't because right. I had I had played music with friends that were really into other music and we probably could have had a really good band or a really good thing going, at least playing cover songs or something. And yeah, I was like, no, you know, we should really just be playing Slayer and <laughs> stuff that's already at that time 20 years old and nobody wants <laughs> right, to. Right, right, right. Let's do this. Let's play some Iron Maiden, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just play music that nobody wants to hear. Why yeah. not? <laughs> So is there, uh, you know, earlier we talked about like uh, the metal scene. You guys asked me how it was up in Massachusetts. And uh, is there a big punk scene uh, down in North Carolina? No, or, there is any mu- any live music scene uh, near where you guys are at all. If you like jam bands and country bands, fucking your sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh that's the only thing around here uh jam bands oh uh those um like there's cover bands and yeah i think there's a few butt rock bands at least before the <laughs> coronavirus you know they're like hey man yeah. we're gonna play a skinner cover and then we're gonna play our own rock jam you guys like daltry and we're like <laughs> we don't love daltry please stop for the love of god so it's kind of funny like when we first started playing we would literally and we're we're not like extreme or anything. We're not like Gigi Allen up here. But like we would literally <laughs> scare people out of the venue. They would they would really? go outside and like go smoke cigarettes outside instead of watching us. But that has slowly changed. We can keep people in the room now. Um, Especially when play when it's really <laughs> cold outside. Yeah, when it's yeah. cold, when it's cold, they always stay in there. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. Wait, I, mean, I guess I have to ask you to define cold. Oh yeah, yeah. you're it's probably different for you, yeah. Yeah, 76 degrees, it's freezing. Yeah, yeah right. Well, like summertime to you, whatever it's cold is here. I think it's like you know, like 30 degrees is usually pretty cold around here. Yeah, that's pretty cold. I would say yeah. that's cold. I wouldn't want to hang out outside 30 degree yeah. weather. That's pretty cold. But yeah, as far as like punk music, there's not much of a punk scene around here. Um and you know, we've been struggling to kind of find a, a drummer. And so we feel like the best route is to reach out to these bigger markets and bigger areas and, you know, seduce somebody to come be a yeah. drummer. Well, well, we still need to get our music out there. You know, it, it might not be huge in North Carolina, but it yeah. can be huge elsewhere. Yeah. We've got a yeah, lot of from elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 2021 exactly exactly i mean everything's yeah. online and if you can create a following and maybe go on tour or something hit up all the hot spots you know that's it man yeah why not you don't have to stay local that's the biggest uh, kind of lesson we took out of the pandemic you know once right once everything like literally stopped we were like okay what do we do let's record eps and send them all over the world Sort of. Right. There was this brief instance of depression and sadness <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I think of course. everybody went through yeah. during like quarantine and stuff where right. I was just getting drunk and fucked up all the time. So that's just, yeah. I, I laugh, but that's fun. not yeah. <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> yeah, I worked throughout the whole 
pandemic, but um, but when I wasn't working, I was stuck at home. You know, yeah, and, that's a and I had, I had started this podcast, and you know, I'm very inspired by uh, people like Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, the whole point of the podcast was that I was going to travel to the guests of the show and speak to them and you know artists musicians people uh you know like-minded people and that i would go and visit their studio and check out what they were going on and see their see where they work and then like set up a little table and and do an interview all right, and all right. i did a bunch of that way and then the pandemic happened and i said you know my whole entire uh you know model yeah the whole model the whole business model the whole uh you know mission statement of the whole show kind of just like went out the window i'm like i don't even know what to do like i can't i talked to a couple of people last year uh towards the end of the summer when it was you know kind of leveling off yeah but i'm like i gotta stop you know i'm kind of late to the game but this year i was like i'm just gonna start talking to people that are further away because it's not like I can come visit them anyway. All right. Why yeah. the hell not? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Okay. Actually, first, I want to ask you, what is it that inspired you from Bourdain? Are you a chef as well? Or did you just really enjoy him, like, going to these different places and checking out these different spots? Like, So I'm not a chef. <laughs> I do like to cook, but I'm not, uh, definitely not that's not me but gotcha um, gotcha gotcha yeah it's it's more or less the uh his ability to go pretty much anywhere in the world and he would sit down and eat a meal with somebody in their home in their restaurant or wherever it was they would talk about their issues that's happening there and it it all to me it all seemed like everybody was the same right right you know, wherever he went, he could find common ground with them. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of had the same. The, the, one of the common themes is always like, our government sucks. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's like a common theme across the board, the whole world. Everybody's like, the government sucks. We like to eat and the government sucks. Yeah. Like, we're trying to make good food here and have a, <laughs> have a fun meal. And this is my family. Everybody's good. You know, everybody in that show had a family and they, they all just, it seemed to be, uh, that's like the, the, the big thing everybody has in common. We yeah. all want the same thing out of life. You want to have friends. You want to enjoy what you do, you know, whether it's your, your main gig or a part-time thing. And so that's, that's where it, uh, that's where the inspiration for the show came from. Cool, and man. I, uh, you know, I, I was a tattoo apprentice for a while. Uh, I've been in bands. I've, you know, done art my whole entire life. Uh, I was a carpenter. I do a lot of like woodworking and stuff, and so I have a Which lot of friends. Itself. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that do that creative kind of things. that. Yeah, creative things. So I said, you know, what? I'm gonna start off with talking to my friends, people I know, yeah. and, and I've branched off to you know talking to people like you guys, which I don't know you at all. <laughs> I know uh, you said you were gonna talk a lot. <laughs> we roped you in. All right, yeah. so. If you do ever come to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is where we're based out of, you'll be hugely disappointed. We have Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts from Winston-Salem, okay. uh, Texas Pete, 
We have beer at Foothills. Texas Pete nice. Hot Sauce is not from Texas. It's from Winston-Salem. Camel cigarettes. You can smoke all the cigarettes you want. <laughs> Carolina Reaper peppers here. Boom. Cool. So you can burn your ass. If you like spicy food. Yeah, I can burn my ass. Cheer so, wine. You ever drink cheer wine? You ever heard of that? No. What is cheer wine? Don't worry about it. It's like a soda. It's a cherry <laughs> soda. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have barbecue here. I'm a pescatarian, so that ain't my bag, but so is my wife. Yeah. My wife's a, a pescatarian too. Yeah. I call myself I call us peskies. Peskies. Yeah. Peskies. Yeah. Like, pesky. You're pretty pesky. I'm gonna call my wife a pesky then. <laughs> yeah. From here on out. <laughs> so uh <laughs> so we talked about your, you know, your your influences, your, uh, well, the, f- the music that got you guys into music. What about your influ- influences as far as uh, the music you make now? Um, so I would say lyrically, I, so a lot of things, whenever I'm going through the writing process, I do take, um, I enjoy dark imagery. So a lot of my songs are like a way to exercise my demons. So whenever I'm like upset, sad, whatever, mad, um then i will write or whatever and then you're just writing all this like the stream of consciousness and like these metaphors and stuff like that and then it's like an abstract painting and then when you step back and you kind of read it you start finding like lines that you like and it's like you can start seeing a picture there and then me i start self-examining and start working on something that's catchy but also i can feel like I'm not just being an asshole on stage, just singing anything. It's like something that means something to me. Right. So um, my influences are typically, uh, I guess, myself and what I've listened to. I, I really do like singer-songwriters like Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen. Mm. Those are very poetic uh, writers. And I find myself, yeah, like some of the imagery that they paint, it's just like, okay, this makes sense. And that's wild because I didn't think about that. Like, I think... What is it? Uh, Leonard Cohen? Uh, is it Susanna or whatever? He's, he's singing about a river. Hmm. Um, but it seems like it's a girl. He's like uh, personifying this river as a woman. And it took me forever to realize that. I'm like, wow, I'm an idiot. But oh, well. Uh, <laughs> but just those people, how they can make a song just kind of have life to it. You can listen to it multiple times and it's so abstract that maybe you can take multiple uh, thoughts from it. Right. And I, I, to piggyback on that, I think a lot of our stuff, we like to blend kind of love and hate and, you know, light and dark and um, Halloween and Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a short answer for me, like the bands I'm listening to now, um, I'm really into No Effects. I'm really into Anti-Flag. I'm really into Descendants. Um, people with good bassists <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know i like that um i'd say those are my three main ones right now cool what was the first concert you guys uh ever went to <laughs> we uh have this thing locally it's called the um, spring folly and <laughs> okay. i'm counting this i'm counting this okay okay um, so there's this <laughs> band called chairman of the board and oddly enough, uh, the lead singer is General Johnson, and he did a song with Joey Ramone. They did a, comp- a cover of Rockaway Beach. I guess it's not really a cover. At Joey the Spring Ramone. Folly? 
No, no. Oh, okay. I wish. Okay. Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> That's no, what I thought you meant. Concert I went to was like his that band, and they sing like they had. They were a popular like shag group back in the day. Okay. So that was like my first concert, and that's just it's so weird like where i've ended up musically but i still enjoy that type of music where it's like that beach kind of vibe to it and it's yeah. like this old like shag music i mean that's that's surf rock crazy. yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't know if it's surf rock it's like the thing old people dance to you know and they're like okay their hands <laughs> like this my grandma does it it looks like she's got limp wrists she's like dance around like what the fuck are you doing yeah i'm glad you explained the limp wrist because as we know the audio people can't yeah i can't see this she dances like well, that. you know it made sense when she did that <laughs> so you know what she's doing yeah, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um my first concert was kiss and aerosmith and wow. uh yeah kiss put on like a hella good show i was very young at the time and uh yeah they fucking killed it there was blood fire <laughs> uh gene simmons like flew on you know those ropes or whatever but... which farewell yeah. tour was that yeah <laughs> you know what that was that was their third farewell, farewell tour <laughs> yeah. it was a kiss goodbye forever and uh um, wow. yeah they've played like you know nine more farewell tours i don't i'm not into either one of those bands but right. uh this show was great it was a great show and then um, I just want to do my second one too. I don't know why. Yeah, go ahead. It popped into my head. Um, there's this band called Guar. Yes. Out of, uh, yeah, out of Virginia. <laughs> and they came through Winston-Salem and they played at this place called Ziggy's. And all I knew was these rumors about like, these what? these guys just go on there and kill everybody. They yeah, kill everybody. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm in middle school and I'm standing in that line and I'm just like, fucking shit in my pants you know what i mean like really scared really really scared just like what what am i about to get into and uh no that was a good show they they topped the kiss show for sure well you went to dave rocky's um funeral yeah like, then yeah uh, oh yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean a lot of people in the in yeah. war have died but they yeah, threw like a big party in richmond for for dave and yeah, uh, yeah i was gonna say it is it there's a big uh there's a big guar following oh yeah def definitely in virginia i mean <laughs> they're huge yeah so are you guys far from virginia uh, no like four, four hours maybe no we're okay. not four hours from virginia from richmond oh from <laughs> richmond from virginia we're like a cock hair away yeah. it's very thin cock hair <laughs> cock hair <laughs> We oh, call that a, up here. We call that a sea hair, but we don't. It's, <laughs> other, it's hair, the yeah. other. It's the other c word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, in North Carolina, where we're at, to go play the lottery, we would have to drive up to Virginia, buy lottery tickets there, and hope we won. Now it's weed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now it's yeah, weed. now weed is legal in Virginia. Not in North Carolina. Not in North Carolina. No. There's CBD. What about Massachusetts? Oh, everything's legal up here. Everything's legal. Yeah. Heroin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Heroin's legal. Everything's legal. It's a madhouse up there. It is. It's total chaos. There's gay marriage. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> everything's Get married legal. to your dudes and smoke a little reefer, huh? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you want to move to Massachusetts? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> By the way, I, I've been taking notes here and there, and I've heard your music and you mentioned Gigi Allen 
and you guys don't sound like Gigi Allen. No, not at all. Not at all. But to to think that what everybody's used to, where you guys are from, that you guys are the so um you guys are the Gigi Allen of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, we're the Gigi Allen of North Carolina. <laughs> I might name the episode that, or at least mention it. <laughs> Yes, please do. Um, Derek defecates on stage and then he rolls around in it and just starts beating up random people nude. And <laughs> yeah, right. Just uh, I just kind of hang out in the flat, like, good job, buddy. Yeah, our, all, all the plays with himself on stage. From us, they, they all have a uh, deeper, we just kind of dig into uh, it. A much deeper <laughs> and very dirty meeting. Yes. <laughs> <to> everything. <laughs> so, what what is your uh, favorite piece of gear that you guys have? Now, this is actually, I should say this first. This is the part that sucks that I, I don't get to see you guys in your rehearsal space or anything true, like that. True. So I don't even know what, you know, what kind of instrument you guys play, like as far as like what kind of guitar you have or what kind of bass you have. Or You want so, me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Yeah, what, you, what, what do you guys play and what's a piece of gear you can't live without? Okay, so um, my current setup I actually switched from a Fender Jazz bass to a Squire Precision bass because there's something about a cheap bass that just sounds really good in punk music. Mm -hmm. um, so I have switched. You got one rusty string. <laughs> I switched to Squire and it's, uh, yeah, playing on one rusty string. Um, and I'm playing a Squire P bass right now. Um, and then I play on Galleon Kruger. Um, I've always used GK amps. That's that's my go-to setup right now. Um, I still have the jazz bass and I love it, but um, right now it's a Squire P bass and a GK amp. Get a little fuzz out of the GK, you know what I mean? It's a little yeah. dirty, a little dirty. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that setup. <laughs> nice. Um, for me, I uh, we've done a lot of acoustics, and I usually write my songs on acoustic songs or acoustic guitars. Um, I have in a couple of our videos. There's a video called Egotist, and uh, there's a song that we had called Another Night. Um, there's an acoustic version of that. Um, the guitar that I play in that was actually in the recording for uh, the acoustic version of Another Night. Um, it's a seafoam green Fender Serrano. Serrano. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like a it, the headstock just looks like a what is it? A Stratocaster. Yeah, Stratocaster. It's got a Stratocaster. Okay. But this yeah. is an acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's nice. seafoam green. It looks like very sixties, but it has a mean sound to it. Oh, that sounds good. And um, I just I just adore playing on it. Whenever I got it, I was like so excited because every time I play it out and about people really like the color of it and that was one of the reasons i got it because the color just looked cool it is very yeah. unique acoustic guitar and I, I will say one once he got that i mean the songs were just flowing yeah Derek dropped his <laughs> panties he was like oh i was <laughs> like oh i love that song oh Drop take it, it easy on me hey, yeah, boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, that guitar was a, a big inspiration i guess yeah <laughs> I, that's why i write most of our songs every song up our ep we do start EPs. acoustic yeah nice. everything starts acoustic and then we build it into an electric thing so a lot of uh the rhythm comes up in the studio because whenever our, our songs initially are very guitar heavy because mm -hmm. i just helps me keep up and whenever i write songs it's just like a full-on like blow your load kind of strum 
and then we kind of mix it up and kind of make it a little more uh, rhythmic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the seafoam green, I would imagine, is uh, just holding a seafoam green acoustic must be <laughs> like, I don't know, how could you not write songs on that? It's like an old 50s, you know, like Chevy <laughs> Bel Air or something. Like, exactly, yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. It's pretty cool. Like, you just feel like amazing just playing it. How do you not write on that, you know? Yeah, it makes me feel like the guitar looks like something that you would see in like those beach party movies, like where they're sitting around in the 60s, right. around, like in the sand near the ocean there's like a fire pit or something somebody's right like fucking kumbaya or something like that and you're like oh cool yeah yeah and then the whole beach breaks out in a dance and yeah like, with the, the wrist <laughs> hey, they do the wrist, wrist. <laughs> so you guys are uh you know you're an indie band you're not signed with any uh major record label or anything like that do you guys have just like a full-on studio setup or are you like just you know just the the bare bones setup of bare bones, bare bones like you just yeah. have like a computer and a mixer and yeah like some we, kind of audio interface and you just we um we go to this guy named scotty um, charlotte at the sandwich shop um he has been instrumental in us being able to record that's who we recorded our last two eps with um, he has a good uh, feel for what we're doing. He's uh, he was originally from Chicago, so he grew up in the the big pop punk uh, stuff like you know Fall Out Boy, Alkaline Trio, Lawrence Arms, um, Rise Against, and all those bands. So yeah, he was kind of in the same circles as those guys, and we like, grew up watching those guys. Um, so he had a really good feel for what we were trying to go for, and was able to kind of deliver that. So that's who we go for. So usually. It starts out like bare bones. Like I will write a song and I, me and Derek will work on it. And then, um, you know, we'll mix our flavors in and then we'll take it. We'll cut, well, we'll record like a, a phone audio of it and then we'll send it to this guy. And then we go and record with him. Um, at least that's been what we've done for the past two EPs that we've done. Cool. Um, but it's actually worked out. I, and there's not a lot of change in it. I mean, some rhythms are a little bit more choppier than what we did originally um, which is but, also like coming from acoustic and laying it down on electric so. yeah but i would say right. the majority of the song structure is like what we've actually come up with so it isn't like you know this guy's writing our songs or anything yeah. right but he does help he, he puts a little bit of spin on it which i love whenever somebody could like you go to like an engineer or whatever and they're like why don't you try this or something instead of just taking a picture of what it is uh, right. sometimes there's things you can't see that someone else can it's kind of like bringing in the saxophonist or the girl vocalist we were talking about earlier like it helps to have it helps to have another person like another set yeah. of eyes or ears on it um yes. another fun especially fun. somebody that's a pro and yeah. you know they're, they're into production and they'll they'll be able yeah to yeah 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 sorry For I sure, to like, off. <laughs> like me and like me and ryan what we've uh we've messed <laughs> with pro tools and and we're you know like dude i don't know how to hit record like what um so yeah it's cool that he knows how to do that but um another fun thing like every music video we have we have probably six eight i don't know but every (laughs) every one of those music videos we do ourselves like we we have the camera we we edit them we shoot them this guy Um, does it i'm just the idiot he says hey stand over there look pretty and i try my dampest now do it again do it again (laughs) hey you with the seafoam green guitar you stand there (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that thing's in two videos, man. You should check it out. See what it looks like. I will. I don't know how I, I didn't even think to look for videos. YouTube. Yeah, I've been listening to Spotify. I've been working nights. Oh, yeah. That's two weeks. Hey, so <laughs> if, if you're listening to us on no matter what streaming platform it is, we appreciate that. Seriously. Yeah, and it's funny because it, it'll Spotify will mix in like other people's songs and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, the hell is this? Yeah. Like, Geez, I hope this isn't them. And I, you know, I look at it, I'm like, ah, it's not them. I'm just go keep going. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I just go until I find people. you guys. And I'm like, all yeah. right, go, go, go. They're like, they suck so bad. Yeah, and I'm like, I've, I've had geez, that before like, where I'm like, hey, check out our new EP. And I send it out and they're like, why is Kesha playing? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Kesha. Wow, you guys got Kesha to sing on your song? That's incredible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's she's great. The party don't start till we walk in. So you kind of uh, hinted at this earlier, but um, your songwriting process is it uh, is it more formal or is it more uh, like intuitive? And what I mean by that is, do you you know you have your lyrics like you 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 said uh, Ryan when you were you're saying you write little uh, lyrics down and you kind of let it all come together. Do you have like a set idea of exactly what you want to do with the song or do you guys just kind of join together and let it flow? And So Ryan comes in like with a very strong idea and yeah. a very strong core, I would say. And then I, I think, in my opinion, it becomes very intuitive. And it right. really draws upon a lot of the influences that we listen to. So like when we're playing, it'll be like, hey, well, what if we cut this verse in half? Or what if we end like this instead of like that? Um, but Ryan comes in with a very strong base to build off of and also restructure. That, that's my take on um, I don't know. Uh, Whenever I start out, I do have like that, you know, intro, verse, chorus kind of thing. You follow that. And then and some of our earlier songs, it was very much like uh, we go into this weird like realm, like uh, La Diablo is kind of like that. There's like this little instrumental breakdown. Uh, same with um, Wrecking, Wrecking Ball. Ball. And that goes into a very like um, chicka chow, chicka chow. A uh, very heavy kind of sound. Thrash metal. Yeah, throw a little thrash metal there. <laughs> yeah, Derek was really into that, and that was one of the first songs. One of the first songs we worked on. I was wanting to incorporate something to get him to stay, so that's where that <laughs> kind of came together. I'm like, please stay. Um, so I think it's more formal for me now than it was then. Um, so I, I guess. I do it on purpose or maybe it is just intuitive and I just do it. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. I, when I get into writing, it's like just being like, like this cloud over me and I'm just really hunkered in on what I'm doing. And it, I can't really take the time to appreciate that I'm writing maybe something that's going to be one of our better songs because yeah. I'm just so into it. It's just like you're immersed. And just awesome. from like playing with Ryan for <laughs> nine or ten years or however long it's been um i feel like i don't know my take is that it comes to him intuitively like he's not necessarily thinking i think he does now but like back when we started you weren't necessarily thinking like intro verse chorus intro verse chorus it was like this song's cool <laughs> this like, is the best i can there, do there, this is the chord progression <laughs> i got you know what i mean like right. 
<laughs> I know this. I play in like what is it, tees and boxes and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think it definitely started very intuitively, and I think there's still a lot of that. But as also, you know, we like I said, we've been playing together for ten years, and you've learned things from the people that you're around. And I think now we're starting to think more in a structured kind of way, like, yeah, hey, let's do intro verse to like a bridge or intro verse chorus, maybe cut the first verse in half. You know, we're starting to think that way um, as opposed to just like laying it all out there. And maybe that's why we're not scaring so many people off anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that since we started marketing so hard for, um, like our last album and stuff i can see like business aspects of it now a little bit more it isn't right. like we're like hey we're gonna be famous or anything like that but um i realize how important marketing is for putting out your music because you can have like this million dollar song and just leave it on the shelf and no one would ever know versus yeah. you know, like maybe a two bits two dollar song and then like multiple people have heard it. i mean you hear it on like pop stations all the time wherever it's just like stupid songs just making it um, so I think we're becoming more conscious. The fourth wall is kind of breaking and we've kind of peered into that to kind of be more conscious of ourselves. Nice. If you guys could uh, collaborate with anybody or who would your uh, dream drummer be? <laughs> Travis Barker, let's go. You're, you're already playing with everybody else. Just hit us up. Come on. You're with MGK. You're with, who's that other girl now? Oh, Olivia. Willow Smith. Oh, Willow. Yeah. Not oh, okay. Olivia. Come on, he's playing with everybody. Like, yeah, he's wasting his time with them. YouTuber, TikToker, or whatever. Yeah, he's on yeah. YouTube. He's on TikTok. Just come to North Carolina, make a pop punk band's dream, and come then true. go go back to MGK <laughs> and yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I would pick. I think Travis Barker is a good pick because I can't think of anybody <laughs> who says um um. Mo no has the most notoriety out of our scene than him yeah um, right because I, I think like uh rancid's drummer um uh, which is uh brendan and um oh uh Derek grant from alkaline trio uh those are some big bands but i feel like uh travis barker he's definitely he he just holds that title right now he is for sure keeping pop punk alive <laughs> yeah he's actually yeah. i feel like not only kept it alive but it's also kind of pushed it to the forefront a little bit more than it was previously i think a lot of it was recycled back in the day and that's why mm. it kind of died out um yeah. and i feel like maybe i feel like rap is like rap and hip-hop are like the main dogs right now like those are like yeah. where it's all sure. at and um i don't know maybe there's a, a slight changing of the guard because some of these uh like mgk and post malone they're doing more like um i seen post malone covered like nirvana stuff and you yeah, know yeah. and then mgk has done this pop punk album um so maybe there's a uh, hope for like bands like us because it makes me wonder sometimes like whenever genres aren't like the big thing like how many other great bands were missed out on and those people called it quits because right. um you know they just weren't getting the breaks like they could have you know 10 years earlier or something like that so yeah absolutely it, it does make you kind of think yeah yeah, because there's, there's probably a lot of bands that have been out in the last, you know, decade or so. Bands like you guys, 
that are good guitar solid heavy bands, bands are, yeah very good music that they could play on the radio or whatever right. and instead they're playing kesha and yeah uh, they're playing just some you know music that's kind of annoying to everybody else and yeah. whose dick do i gotta suck to get played you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that i don't know <laughs> So I have some off-topic questions for you guys. Perfect. These are fun questions that I've come up with. This this is my you know talk late night talk show host. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah. You know, they're stupid. Give, give me your best uh, Leno. Yeah, give me your best Leno. Ah <laughs> oh, well. Uh, okay. <laughs> is that what he sounds like? I don't know. I sit here. You're like. Oh. Oh. I, I gotta grow, good, man. Grow, grow my chin out <laughs> yeah. to get that voice. So if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? You want to go first? Um, <laughs> no, you go first. I would be a puffin because I just love puffins. They're like my favorite animal. That's weird. My wife actually, um, there's a zoo like an hour away. And yeah. for my birthday, she did like an adoptive puffin from the zoo. Like, it wasn't like I named him or anything and was able to, like, hold him or anything, but it's like adopted puffin. So I, I love puffins, and I'm just strange. What about you? I think I would want to be an animal that's universally loved. So maybe, like, just something simple like a dog, because let's say I'm just walking down the street. Probably nine out of ten people are going to come give me belly rubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm about that life. Like, it's just need a little love here. So what, what, oh, what they can't of... see that. They can't see that. This is audio. Ryan, Ryan's rubbing my belly. <laughs> Ryan's petting Derek's <laughs> belly. He's giving belly rubs. What kind of dog would you be? Well, I'd have to be like, I'm a, Shit, I'm a pretty dude. big dude, right? Like, I'm I'm six six. You'd be a Chihuahua. <laughs> Are you really six six? I'm six six. Holy so shit. I want to be like maybe like a Saint Bernard or something, where like I look big and scary, but I'm really just. Cute and cuddly, you know what I mean? Gentle giant. Ryan, how tall are you? I am uh, five foot eight and three quarters. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> if, I, so, I mean, I you, could tell you're you're shorter than him, but I didn't expect him to say six six. <laughs> so like, Jesus. when when we're taking pictures and doing videos and stuff, I'll intentionally try to like be behind Ryan <laughs> so that we we look like we're the same height. It gets kind of like prison sometimes. Yeah. Behind so much, <laughs> you're like a, a forced perspective where you put exactly, Ryan, exactly. Ryan very close, and you're I'll very slouch a little bit, like you know, so we both can fit in the picture. That'd be hilarious. If we took a picture next <laughs> to each other, and you were cut off completely, and I was just like my head. <laughs> it's just, it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> like who's that guy? Oh, it's it's the bottom of Derek's <laughs> nose and his mouth. <laughs> okay, so uh. If you could, uh, I mean, you guys can answer this together or individually, however you like. Uh, <laughs> if if you could visit any time in history, but just to be a fly on the wall, so you can't, you can't affect anything. Okay. Uh, where and when would you go? Okay. You want to try to answer it at the same time on a three, two, one? I know it's not going to be the same answer. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try, and then we'll give individual answers. Okay. It's three, two, two one. one. I don't the know 80s. what he's gonna say. Oh, <laughs> two, two. 
I want to be a fly on the wall in the 80s, right? Because, like hair metal 80s? Yeah, like... yeah, hair, hair metal 80s. And here's my reason. There's a lot of cocaine going around. Every but time you're a fly. <laughs> you can't every, do the cocaine. Every time I think about the 80s, I'm thinking about like people sniffing cocaine off strippers' titties. And, you know, it just sounds like a good time in the 80s. So I just want to watch it. I just want to watch it unfold. Like, it's a little creepy, but... So you want to, like, visit Motley Crue and be on, like... Yeah, dude! On, like, the strip or whatever? Okay. For sure! Sunset strip. <laughs> um, I'll hang out in yeah, LA. Let's see what Ryan says. <laughs> I'm sure it smelled terrible, but, like, you know, flies like that. So don't worry. All right. <laughs> um, mine is uh, maybe a little shocking. I... I think the Harlem Renaissance, like in Harlem, whenever the blues started coming out and, you know, okay. they had like uh, Louis Armstrong and stuff like that. I think that was kind of cool because during that time it was like the depression and this is where all the yeah. people went to like dig music. And I, I just feel like there was, that's music was very uplifting for those people and stuff like that. And it was also just really cool because these people were just doing different like styles of music that were, um, maybe not so prevalent in earlier days and like you know the depression this is all the money people have to go and see these people play um, yeah. so that would be my choice nice those are good choices yeah so, uh, i knew it would be the I'm, same i'm trying to party and ryan's trying to get r2 it's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah fine <laughs> ryan okay it's funny because uh not the last guest i had on the show the one before that uh this he's a he he makes he's actually a punk guy originally but he, he makes like beats and stuff and he's a producer uh dj maddie light he also said the 80s yeah <laughs> but, but he he said cbgb's in the 80s oh, he, wanted, okay. he wanted to be in new york so he, he wanted to okay. experience like i gotcha the two worlds of like the punk scene there and like run dmc and like you know the beginning of like def jam and stuff so, and it's like, crazy because you know, like it was seriously like two different worlds yeah, like, they were all in the same city. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, LA had the serious hair metal stuff. I'm like, all that. Like, that's all That's all they wanted to do in New York. You know, just doing their thing. Yeah. Big hair crazy. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> the common drug for everybody. I might just change. All right, so it went from Gigi Allen. <laughs> Gigi Allen of North Carolina. Yeah, the Gigi Allen of North Carolina to Derek loves watching people do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I've hung out with Ryan for so long? I do not strip. I do not strip anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. What's all those documents you got behind you? Documents? Yeah, that uh, way. By the way. This is yeah, what's all that? Uh, a bunch of oh, what is that? Magazines. Is that a bow and arrow? No. No, this is a... Uh, oh, Jesus, sorry. This is a uh, crocodile a nice. hand-carved nice. crocodile this was at okay my, uh did my you make that no it was my, at my great-grandparents house oh, okay it had ivory teeth it's missing all its Ooh. teeth but one and it's got ivory eyeballs okay okay i don't, I don't know if my uh great-grandfather carved that he was a machine uh, it was a very good uh, we'll be calling you tomorrow about that ivory <laughs> yeah. yeah i know it's, it's <laughs> probably 100 years old that's uh, a bunch of magazines oh, okay. outside magazine what kind? Porto mag. Outside. Outside. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, here, here's <laughs> a fun story. Hustlers. <laughs> Check out the bush on this. Yeah. Back in 2017, we recorded an EP called, we called it Come Back Down. It was our first two songs that we ever wrote. 
and Ryan was in this studio, and I say that loosely. We were uh, in a trailer, we in and a I trailer. was in a closet. <laughs> yeah, it was in a closet, and the closet was filled with. Okay, you see that stack of magazines behind you? Right. Quadruple it. Quadruple okay. that stack of magazines, all of like seventies and eighties Playboys, mm-hmm. and they're calling this the vocal booth. <laughs> so Ryan's doing vocals in there with just this giant stack of bush. <laughs> I was very inspired to really burn it down. You know, burn that bush. Were you were you flipping through as you were? Singing, I actually or? did flip through it. I went and grabbed. It. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like, "It was oh, in between takes." And I was just like, "My favorite flipping. sport is volleyball." She yeah. enjoys muscle cars. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a sweet, sweet girl, sweetheart, yes, sweetheart. Yes. Where are they at now? That's what we need to know. Retirement homes. <laughs> so still uh, posing though. Still posing. Jeez, <laughs> probably, maybe, probably not. <laughs> if you guys, once again, you guys could choose to answer this together or whatever. Three, two, one. <laughs> uh, if you could live anywhere except for where you live now, in the whole on the whole planet. Where, where would you like to live? Okay, so my favorite place, yeah, three, two, one. Uh, my, me and Ryan would never have the same answer on this, and I already know that. This um, is going to be the one we have the same answer no, on. No, 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 we're really not. <laughs> We've talked about this a million times. My favorite place to be is the mountains in North Carolina, like uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. I love Cherokee, North Carolina. Um I like to go a little west of Asheville because Asheville's like a really like hip spot right now. And I uh I don't like people very much. So I want <laughs> I want to live very remote in the mountains of North Carolina. That's my favorite place to be. I'm I also really love North Carolina. Like I'm I'm okay with living in North Carolina the rest That's of my good. life. That's because cool. we have the beach. We have this area that we live in, which is right in the middle. We have the mountains. Um, I enjoy North Carolina, but if I could go anywhere, it would definitely be the mountains. Nice. Uh, My choice would be Bill Murray's, around Bill Murray, and that's Charleston, South Carolina. Um, It's it's a big city by the beach. There's such a hipster answer, isn't it? I'm gonna go hang out with Bill Murray. Yeah, I'm gonna hang out with Bill Murray and then like smoke clove cigarettes. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just that city I absolutely adore. I've been numerous times. I mean, it's expensive to live there, um, so I've only been there on vacations and stuff. So maybe outside of it, but you're like right by the ocean. It's warm. Um, There's a lot of people, and just like you get to hang out and maybe not spend like a shit ton of money a lot of history there I do enjoy that too ryan's yeah. a beach guy i'm a mountain guy yeah oh <laughs> and it may be haunted so you know edgar Allan poe that's uh oh okay. annabelle lee uh we went on a, one of those uh haunted tours recently and uh we went by the house that she was at and supposedly she's waiting for him there and it's like haunted oh. which is pretty wild that's i kind of old places <laughs> old history ghosts shit like that i love it where do you want to go? I also want to know that. Well, where, where would you go? I don't anyway. ever not want to live near the ocean because I've lived near the ocean my whole life. You're an ocean guy. You're an ocean yeah, guy. Yeah. So, like, the, the beach is like a mile from where I am right now. Do you surf is... or anything? No, I don't. I've gotcha. always wanted to surf, but there's not a lot of. We're in an area right um, 
It's called Buzzards Bay. Okay. You so don't want to surf there. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I have to do this the opposite direction because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that, that's the Atlantic Ocean, right? So yeah. if you see a map of Cape Cod, like it looks like a looks like an arm like this. Okay. Um, okay. You flex them? And then yeah. you've been working out. And then hey, I'm writing about protein shakes. <laughs> there's a little area that's in between, like where we are on Cape Cod, and then the rest of Massachusetts. Okay. And then there's like Rhode Island and Connecticut. Okay. And it goes down to New York, down to you guys. So there's this little cove, and that's that's uh, Buzzards Bay. I'm probably not explaining that good. No, 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 no. We're gonna look it up. Be like that. What the hell is he talking, talking about? about? Yeah. So. Um, uh, I've answered this question before, and uh, I think I would like to live in the Azores, which is unfamiliar. Yeah, they're um, a territory of Portugal. Okay. Oh, okay. And it's way out in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, my wife's family's from there. Uh, they speak Portuguese, and uh, it's we we went there 2019 for a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Like her whole entire family went, and. Uh, we're supposed to go back hopefully next year and i can't wait it's it's i refer to it as like hawaii of the atlantic it's not as like it's not that kind of culture where there's like you know people giving you a plane or anything that but it's uh it's it's an island it's a volcanic island in the middle of the ocean it's just the coolest thing on earth and it's like paradise it's it's just and not a lot of tourists travel to which i imagine is like that's kind of the downfall to Hawaii. That is the downfall there. of Hawaii, for sure. I mean, it helps yeah. the economy, but at the same time, it's just like, ugh. Yeah, Mad they dog, get, the bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, they're slightly closer to Europe. They're slightly closer to uh, Portugal, but really, it is kind of like out in the middle of, of the ocean. But are they so as big of, of like a tourist trap as Hawaii is to us? No, no, not at all. I mean, they're, gotcha. it's more Europeans going there. Okay. Yeah. And the common language, of course, they speak Portuguese, but it's the common language is um, like the English. English. I almost said American. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, it's American, man. Don't take my Budweiser and go down there, man. Yeah, they say bon dia, and then you don't answer them, and they go, oh, howdy, (laughs) y'all. You want a beer? No, they, uh, no, so it's, I, I don't know. I fell in love with that place when we went there and, you know, it's got like a, I have a soft spot for it because my wife's family's from there. And does she like it too? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we yeah. would probably never actually live there, right? But, you know, in like a dream world, if I could yeah, yeah. go and live somewhere for a little while or whatever, I, I would definitely go live there. Cause it was gotcha. cool. If you guys could give advice to any other, you know, an indie band, a, a, a a band of young people, people starting off as a, as a band. Cause you know, every band I've been in bands, every band goes through trials and tribulations and fights. And, you know, if you guys could give a new band some advice, what, what advice would you give them? Um, my advice would be that you are going to be told that you suck <laughs> and you are, people are going to walk out on you because everybody has that, you know, they played that show for three people or something like that. Um, but you're going to get better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. Um, you're going to get better. And that just kind of comes with it. And you just have to learn how to craft what you're doing. Um, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You can be, 
really you could think you're really good but then this is like a teamwork kind of thing um it isn't like you're just in your bedroom strumming away and then you write the song and then that's it um so people will tell you you suck and you just have to persevere also you have to be um, conscious of like the marketing aspect of it because um if you're really trying to push yourself you're kind of going into business for yourself so you could have like a million dollar song and leave it on the shelf and never be heard or you can have a million dollar song and really push yourself and it takes a lot of time you can't be lazy you have to really if you're committed to what you're doing and that's what you want to do you have to really push yourself um it may be too late for us uh but i i just really wholeheartedly believe that um that's what you got to do. And, you know, something was said recently, I was listening to Krista Makes podcast, uh, which is the guy from Less Than Jake, and he was talking to the lead singer Jawbreaker, Blake, and Blake brought up this really crazy point that just kind of was like an epiphany to me. A lot of famous artists don't get discovered until they're dead, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. fucked up. But, you know, like you think like Emily Dickin Dickinson and stuff, you know, yeah. She didn't get big until after she died. So maybe there's appreciation after your music subsides. Like the Dead Kennedys, they didn't get big until they broke up. Operation Ivy didn't get big okay. until they broke up. Um, so it, maybe not personally you die, but maybe the band disbands. And yeah. Um, so there's always uh, opportunity beyond, I guess, you know, the band's life. I mean, times change, trends change, and people will go back and look at stuff. Um, so I, I, I don't know. My best advice is just persevere. Um, cause that's all you can do. Right. Just push, push, push. I'll piggyback on that. You know, I feel like, <laughs> um, perseverance is key. Um, like 20 years from now, they're going to make you, you remember that documentary about Anvil? I think oh, yeah. 20 yeah, yeah, years yeah. from now, they're going to make the Falls documentary the about the Camel City Blackouts. <laughs> right. Um, uh, perseverance. <laughs> They're going to call it the uh, G.G. Allen of North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine of the 80s. <laughs> and, and I agree with Ryan, and I've told this to other people. It seems like as uh, independent artists, you're going to feel like you have written your best song and still nobody will care until you put yourself out there and you make them care. You have to push your song to as many people as you can. And it's never been easier to do that, right? It's 2021. Yeah. Um, you you know, don't have to have sex with people you don't want to, but <laughs> you'll make it. <laughs> the, the, the old ways are done. So like all the glory stories you've heard about people like signing the labels and yeah, it's, it's done. It, this is a new era. Make your art. If you're not having fun, don't do it. And, you know, if you are having fun, persevere through all the hard times and push it to as many people as you can. And it's never been easier. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's my take on it. And I think even if you're signed, that doesn't mean that you're a sealed deal. You know, you still have to work. Almost you have to work harder, I would think, for those bands that have gotten signed because now there's, you're on a bigger soapbox to kind of push your yeah. thing. So, I mean, you got to keep writing and trying to, produce more so i think the more uh stuff that you have that you've created so you have to put more time and effort into it the more gems you have out there so a lot of people i guess would sit on their haunches and be like oh we're signed <laughs> and only have one good song and the rest are out bullshit um so yeah you just got to keep pushing
yeah, those are the usually the bands that don't make a second album or right. <laughs> or they just, you know, they it's it's just a big flop because they they thought they had made it. And right, right. It's like an mirage. They stopped putting the work in. Yeah. Yeah. We made it's it. Work. Okay. It's a lot of work. So but it's worth it. It's worth it when you're having fun. So yeah, of course. So where can people hear your music? I know we mentioned Spotify. Um, all major streaming platforms. Um, YouTube, we have a shit ton of videos. Uh, we're going to do three videos for our three new songs. Um, and so that, that's going to be one outlet. Um, old Girl here. Um, I got to plug it real quick. Yeah, you can even just ask Alexa to play the Camel City Blackout. Yeah, that's Amazon. Right, nice. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, li- literally anywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Is iTunes still a thing, or do they just? I don't know if iTunes is even a thing anymore. <laughs> but if it is, we're on it. it exists. Yeah. <laughs> is Pandora a thing? You remember that? I, I'm actually thinking about posting some of our songs to Pornhub, so you might be able to find that in the future. Nice. You can definitely yeah. find some videos of us on there as well. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> but yeah, literally anywhere you're streaming music, you you should be able to find us. Yeah. So the new. Uh... The new EP is called Wildcard, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we didn't even mention that this whole time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about recording it. Yeah. And memory. We talked about memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Wildcard, we gave it that name. I'll just throw this little tidbit. Yeah. I was um, just my tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, tattoo artist, I just hit her up and I was like, hey, can you make something for us? And our last one was like, this table that this is this computer is actually sitting on we took a picture of like this wolf mask that i had put candles around it um so i asked her to make something kind of like in the same vein as that so she did and then derek um added a little bit of flair to it with the paint splatter and the white and white and pink paint yeah to give it kind of um like a graffiti look so that's what we kind of wanted to go with um and i i think it just stands out which is nice because I've seen other people's art um, on their albums and sometimes they're not that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like to, um, we like to just kind of like, if we can make it ourselves, we want to make it ourselves. Right. So like yeah, what, yeah. What, what Ryan was talking about, um, the album art for 13, we put a black tablecloth on a table, got a wolf mask, put 13 candles tea candles around the wolf <laughs> and took an overhead shot of it and then turned it into the album art and i'm telling you if you look at that album art you would never know we shot it on a kitchen table on a black tablecloth like um so yeah we, we like to do as many things we can um dark can, imagery too i yeah. enjoy dark imagery and you know you you can see like uh this dark imagery and then hear a song like memory and you're like, <laughs> it kind of doesn't fit, you know, but like, it's, it's just us. We, we, we always teeter that line between like love and hate. Yeah. Yeah. I think it fits. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah thank you. I dig it. I dig the album, uh, the album cover. It's, I like that. I'm, I have a very, very small uh, record collection and uh, yeah. Album art isn't what it used to be even. Yeah. You know, Cause everything's uh, like digital now, you know? So it's right. Like, right. So I think it's important that people don't just like put out an album with the guys in the band. Yeah, yeah. Just like standing there or whatever. It's like, no, that's that's the back. 
So like you side just, note, you, yeah. Side note, uh, whenever we did our first uh, for 13, uh, the wolf mask, we try to take pictures of ourselves. Yeah, we're like, we we'll, just, we'll just do that. It's easy. We just look like <laughs> yeah. a bunch of fucking dweebs. We're like, God, we're just too silly to be on like any album covers. So uh, yeah, what you just said, so true. So very yeah. true. Well, after, uh, you know, after Weezer's Blue album, people uh-huh. thought they could just stand there and take a picture. And it's like, no. The like green they, album, the blue album. Yeah, like they can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Weezer's thing. <laughs> yeah Not i love everybody the, can pull that off that's that's the back of the album yeah <laughs> i love the pictures of bands whenever they're like looking other ways and stuff like it's some kind of fucking cologne commercial you know <laughs> <laughs> like oh this is so they're all trying thing. to figure out where the smell's coming from yeah <laughs> who is it these days you know if somebody wanted to contact you for whatever reason to uh you know purchase a physical cd or, or what do you guys sell do you have like a website or, or uh so we don't have a website but we do have physical cds so yeah. before um before the pandemic we were playing shows and yeah you know selling our stuff physically at the shows um we don't have an online store right now we've thought about it um if you wanted Instagram would be your best yeah, place in, to find Instagram us. would be your best bet. And people have done that. They have this stuff. I'm actually sending some stuff off to Chicago tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, I will say a lot of people in the UK, it seems like America is more closed-minded about music or maybe they're just into something different. But a lot of uh, people in the United Kingdom or UK or England, however they want to be, um, <laughs> however you say it. <laughs> yeah. we're, just, we're just a couple Carolina boys. We don't know how to do it out there. Yeah, a lot of them have been very receptive, and I've heard from quite a few people. We've sent stuff over there, so yeah. I if you wanted something, um, Instagram though, Instagram, we we run that. Instagram. Like any yeah. of our social media, if you reach out to us on social media, you're going to be talking to one of us. It's, yeah, right. So your Instagram handle is uh, is there any like underscores or spaces or periods? Or no, it's just so it's Camel just... City Blackouts. There's no, right, there's no in there. Yeah, I don't think there's a there's not there's not a city blackouts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned like overseas in the UK and stuff because I had uh, I was in a band a while back uh, and this was like over ten years ago. So we had a MySpace page. Yes. Ooh, yes. Throwback. And, and I had a friend that she she promoted another one of her friend's bands. It was a fairly popular band in the area uh, called Sex Coffee. Okay. And, um, you know, they toured and stuff. They were a good band. And she, like, helped them do, like, promotional stuff online. Mm-hmm. So she, we, you know, she was like, oh, I can do that for you guys if, if you want. So we were like, yeah, hell yeah, that's, that sounds great. So she hooks us up. We, you know, we give her the MySpace password to the, the account oh, or whatever she goes. And we're getting all these hits and all these, you know, people visiting the page. And we're like, wow, this is crazy. And they were like all from like Finland mm-hmm. and like the northern Scandinavian countries. And I'm like, what is she doing exactly? Like, <laughs> like we thought we would have like a local fan base growing, but it was like this nope. weird. We got to like, move. We're like really popular in Norway. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> they probably still talk about you guys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever happened to that band? 
and then she, she one of the gigs we played uh she actually hooked us up to open up for that band sex coffee and it was in a pretty nice place in and right kind of in the middle of like where there's like a live music scene mm-hmm. we're like oh this is gonna be great because they they are a popular band they bring in a crowd so we go and it's what you know we're playing for like six people <laughs> and uh we're like whatever whatever we're the opening band we you just, played for sex coffee that night yeah right yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much and uh so when they came on not too many more people showed up we were very surprised because we're like they're a very popular band turns out that same night there was a metal festival going Ooh. on in like oh. the next town over in massachusetts yeah, this was in Massachusetts. You're done, dude. You're yeah, done. And we were like, well, that's why nobody came. Yeah. <laughs> that's like such a luck of the draw kind of Probably thing. have like Shadows yeah. Fall, Kill Switch Engage, like Yeah, and like best. all and like all the other local bands like On Earth. Yeah. All, was, all the good Massachusetts metalcore bands just like yeah, they were all shredding there. up there. <laughs> so not only did I play for six people, but I also missed a good concert. Yeah, <laughs> I could have went to. That's funny. That's funny. That's, That's insult funny. to injury, you know. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for uh, for doing this. Oh, thank you for and having I'm, us. Yeah, and I'm glad you reached out to me again, uh, Ryan, because like I had told you, I had a I have like a running list, and I'm still working on the studio. And I said, you know, I'll get I'll get to everybody when the studio is nice and I'll have good lighting, and I you know I got this all planned out in my head. And it's I've been so backed up. I think we talked in like April. So I'm I'm really glad that you reached out again, and I'm and I'm glad to hear your new stuff out. Your new music's really good, and I urge people to go listen to it. Appreciate and, it, and uh, thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks for including us and um, you know uh, pimping our new uh, EP Wildcard. And um, I do appreciate you taking the time to at least talk to us. I got uh, I got one more question for you too. Sure. Let's say let's say someone who follows us likes your podcast and wants to check that out. Where can we hear your podcast? Oh, you can hear the podcast on Spotify. Um, I use the anchor.fm app. Okay. It's yeah. an app on a phone, or you can go to anchor.fm. That's the uh the distribution site that I use. You can hear it on that. And then there's uh Radio Public, it's called, which I'm pretty sure is free. You don't need an app for that or uh breaker it's called i've gotcha. yet to listen to any podcast on <laughs> either one of the last two <laughs> and now do you you only do audio or do you do video as well you post yeah that? right now i only do audio okay gotcha. uh, i'm kind of back and forth on the video part of it yeah, once, yeah. once again the, stu- the studio you know not existing it's kind of like you know so i might i might in the future. yeah and you gotta look at limp wrists yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everybody can see our limp wrists. <laughs> I do have one last question for you. I, All right. I did think about this later on. Do you like Tom Brady? It's everybody. I, in, yeah. It's everybody <laughs> in Massachusetts like Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not really a football fan, to be honest. Mm. So, so, so it, you hate him too. I, right. Yes. <laughs> I hate him too. I do. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of impartial. I could care less. You know, I, I did think it was funny when he left the Patriots. And then, and, and then still Bowl. won a Super Bowl? Yeah, just because everybody's like, oh, he's not going to do shit. You know, I mean, <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I know you don't care anything about football, but I have one more football question. About <laughs> We're just going to keep asking you questions. <laughs> I don't <now>. care. <laughs> what's, what's the general consensus of our Carolina boy, Cam Newton, up in Massachusetts? Love him? Hate him? Once Do you again, talk to I, anyone who hates him? I'm impartial. I know. Uh, I, I know have, you are, but like, I have, a, like, I have a few friends that, you know, are into football and they could probably answer that question a little bit. Uh, all right. So you have to remind me who's Cam Newton again? <laughs> so he was a quarterback for the he Carolina plays for the Patriots now, right? Yeah, yeah he plays for right, the Patriots right. now. He was uh, okay. he played in Carolina for like eight years, nine years. Yeah, yeah, long time. He was he was like okay. our quarterback. He went to the Patriots. Okay, all right. Tom now Brady I know who it is. Patriots yeah. and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know that stinks so <laughs> bad. Yeah, so so like game. I don't like because I don't listen. I don't watch uh, football. I I. Names sound familiar to me, and then I just yeah, kind of, yeah, I just yeah. kind of zone out when it's on the news yeah. or whatever. So, uh, I would, I don't know how it is down there, as far as you know the major sports teams are, but in New England, in Massachusetts, we're very um, critical. I don't yeah. know if it's just like that everywhere. We're just sports fans, but you know, one day he's the savior of the world. <laughs> Any, you know, anybody could be. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he'll have, you know, a player will have like a bad game. This guy stinks. Yeah. This guy's a bum, you know, yeah, yeah. Bum. Like he, the, the absolute worst. Why the hell do we trade for him? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. so I, you, got, you guys are pretty diehard up there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good very, teams. Yeah. Good teams. Yeah. I used like to see. I used to watch the uh, Bruins a lot. I'm, a, yeah. I'm more of a hockey fan than anything else. But hey, I, did you ever listen too. to Dropkick Murphys? Yeah. 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 I meant to mention that earlier when you're talking about like ska music, but uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Mm-hmm. Are they from Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't boys. know that. Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that. Uh, he's like, "Hey, we over there doing this, and we're I'll, doing that I'll over there, girl, and I never knew her." Yeah. <laughs> so I have <clears throat> actually one question that popped into my head just now for you guys. Were you surprised that I didn't have a really thick accent? Because I was pretty surprised that you guys didn't have a really thick accent. Well, you mean I don't have an accent? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, no, I actually I don't think about it anymore because uh, I work with I where I work I work with like a lot of people from like you know different walks of life from different places. Like I just don't even really notice now. If if your accent was super thick, then yeah, I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the fact that your accent is not very. Um, noticeable if at all um yeah it didn't even occur to me to be honest with you i'm also with ryan like um i have a lot of family from long island new york so i i literally just do not hear accents anymore um and north carolina has kind of become like a little melting pot of like you know people from the north move down here you still you still got all these good old country boys that are you know raising hail and praising dale but you know you, you also got we have a lot of Hispanics here too. We got every, we got uh, everybody here. It's it's a there's a lot of controversy in North Carolina sometimes, but it it's it's a really great place to live. I feel like, and we we just got a little yeah. bit of everything. We got a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only driven through North Carolina. Uh, yeah, multiple times. We stayed a few years back, so this is going back, you know, like nine, eight or nine years, and. Um, we went to Loris, South Carolina. 
which is kind of near like North Myrtle Beach. Okay. okay. So, but I guess it's kind of near the border of North Carolina. North we, South Carolina we drove yeah. through, you know, and we really loved that. Like just that near the border, we really liked. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if it's anything like out of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I know we stopped and ate at a Sonic in North oh, Carolina. There you go. Did they not have those in Massachusetts? <laughs> at the time, no. Oh, okay. No, nice. there's there's one. Uh, not locally, but locally to yeah. where I grew up, you know, 45 minutes away. Yeah. Do you guys no... have any White Castles up there? Nope. Yeah. I've never eaten at a White Castle. I've had the frozen yeah, uh, yeah, sliders yeah. or whatever. But... Yeah, yeah. Seen the movie Harold and Kumar. Yes, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking you guys questions about this geography. Uh, We're going to switch to uh, yeah, geography podcast. Geography podcast from here on out. Uh, <laughs> so when when you guys think of like Massachusetts and like New England, do you, does it seem like we're just like a bunch of very small states? I mean, we are, but like I yeah, think it's like all, a shit, yeah, shit ton. There's <laughs> like a bunch of states all mashed in this one little area. Yeah. yeah. When 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 I think of New England, I think of working class people. I think cold. I think cold. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the other question I was going to ask you. I think movies. What is your favorite Massachusetts movie? Oh, geez. Massachusetts movie. I don't know if I have a favorite Massachusetts movie, uh, <clears throat> but I know there's one that's based in the area. I think I think they're mostly out of Rhode Island. Is me, myself, and Irene. Oh, okay. Jim yeah. Carrey and Renee Zellweger. Okay. That's a really good movie. And I actually grew up spent most of my time doing things in Rhode Island because mm-hmm. the town I grew up in is like my parents' house is like a mile from Rhode Island. It's, it's, like, oh, it's, like, it's like right there. So there's like, you know, we go through a town to get to another town in Massachusetts and it's, it, you know, just kind of back and forth over the border. So I like, I, I don't know. I kind of identify more with Rhode Island than I do with like Boston and yeah. Do I have more of a Rhode Island accent than a Southie Boston Pactica kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like somewhere in between like a weird accent, or, you know, but how about you guys? Is there any movies based in the area that you? Ninja yes. Turtles. Yes. Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, it was Ninja Turtles 1. I thought it was the second one where, yeah. where I, the first I saw, one. what's his name? Was that? A Middle Ice. No, it was the first one. That was filmed in Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, they filmed that in Wilmington, North Carolina. Iron Man really? 3 was filmed in uh, North Carolina too. Wait, um, which movie? Iron Man 3. With oh, Kenny Downey Jr. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever they're like in the, then there was like snow or something. There was some little boy and little girl. Um, that was like um, here in, uh, I think it was Wilmington. Wilmington's very popular. Wilmington oh, okay. used to be a big hub for making movies and TV shows and stuff. Okay. Um, but then our government fucked that up. Remember, like we were talking about earlier, the government fucks it up. Yeah. And everyone went to Atlanta. So now they're working in Georgia. They told people they right. couldn't go into a bathroom. And yeah. like people, I Bruce Springsteen. There was a there was a whole thing. Really? Yeah. He was like, man, fuck y'all. Some kind of bathroom like, okay. law that I never truly understood. And uh, but everyone <laughs> what? my opinion is if you gotta go, you gotta go, yeah, man. Yeah. Open the Look, doors, let me nice. pee. So what what happened with the bathroom? I'm confused. There's only dudes could go into dudes' bathrooms regardless if they were transitioning or anything like that or identified oh, and vice versa. I so see. they were like, hey, 
you have to go in this room and you have to go in this room, which is kind of silly. Yeah. Because people are afraid like children getting raped. But I mean, um, a man could go into a man's room or a men's room and rape like a boy just as easy as, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm how surprised to put it. you've never heard about that, man. Because like North I've Carolina, heard about it. I just, I just didn't yeah. realize it was in the area that you it got. Know. North Carolina got like a ton of hate from it. We we lost like the NBA All Star game. We lost the NBA All Star game, the NCAA tournament. Uh, all 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 the people who were filming in Wilmington left and went to Atlanta. Um, yeah. it was a big deal. And yeah, I mean, it's. Silly. I mean, if I if I see somebody go into the men's room uh at a restaurant and they look like a man <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna stop them and ask oh excuse me sir excuse me why aren't you using the urinal why are you <laughs> stepping into the stall what, That's, what you got down there what you got yeah, down it seems there? a little much it's the bathroom and like you yeah. said I, your genitalia doesn't define you as a person there's a lot of other interests that people have that is uh not in in because of the, if they got a dick or a vagina you know yeah right yeah like i said <laughs> north carolina is a melting pot we have plenty of people who feel very strongly about a lot of different things so yeah <clears throat> now uh so you guys see new england as just like a mashup of a bunch of little states which it is which you which you kind of helped with because you're like yeah rhode island was just like a mile down the street i thought yeah. about that and i was like oh hey well i'll put it this way uh in less than four hours, I could visit like three different states. <laughs> oh, shit. I like I could go to Rhode Island in like an hour. I could go to Connecticut in, you know, a few hours to maybe probably take me about three hours to get to New Hampshire, three, four hours to get to Vermont, four hours to get to like New York. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, but like Massachusetts kind of in the middle. And also I could I could pretty much get to all of New England within four hours. Well, that's kind of in cool. Any you're kind of in a central like hub right there, where you could just yeah. kind of whatever you're, whatever you wanted, you can go like New York, big city, I yeah. guess. And then yeah, like, but I mean, if it were all one big state, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just driving it's around just here. a different region, you know. Yeah. So it'd be a good place for uh, you to live, Derek. Actually, it'd be a great, great place for you guys to live because you guys could go see Derek could go to the mountains in just a couple you guys of hours. Got up there? Well, New Hampshire and uh, oh, oh, yeah. New Hampshire, oh, Vermont, yeah. Maine. Yeah, this is kind of near there. True. Yeah, it's like the, the very top of the uh, Appalachian mountain train. And I can go watch the Dropkick Murphys anytime I want. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. could be right there by Canada. There, Yeah, Canada is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Canada. It's like a, Montreal's like a 10-hour ride. Oh, God. So I went to ride. Canada back in the 90s. And this is how it went. <laughs> okay. My dad drives us from New York to Canada. We cross over. We pee over the Niagara Falls. <laughs> we pee over the Niagara Falls. Okay. Then we stay in Canada for about five minutes. And we're like, all right, that's enough. We're going back. We're driving back. So you went to piss. So <laughs> you went to go piss. That's the longest piss ever. <laughs> Again, this, this was the 90s, you know, there wasn't like cell phone cameras and stuff, like no one's recording us pissing over And the not night. a lot of things to do, apparently. Okay, <laughs> so then we're trying to cross back over into New York, and the uh, border people there or whatever, yeah. uh, are like, hey, you got any ID? 
And I'm like an elementary school kid. I don't have any idea. I don't have yeah, why would anything. You? Yeah. So they think that he stole me from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, things were so easy. He got us across the border. He was like, <laughs> he was like, no, I swear, this is my son. I got his name tattooed on my arm. <laughs> and like, that's how he got us back over the border was with a tattoo of my name. <laughs> nice. This is all pre-9-11. Awesome. Yeah, this is pre-9-11. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just pee over the Niagara Falls anymore. You know, you know what they do now is like, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. They stamp your hand. The kids go through. I'm making this up. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I like, did. You, I, really? They just shine I'm a sold. black light. I was sold on it. <laughs> <laughs> I could have kept going. <laughs> this kid's Canadian. Send him back. It's like Elian Gonzalez all over again. Oh, geez. Remember that? Yeah. They came oh, and got him, like pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> so uh, once again, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you and, so much. Uh, what a great conversation. Uh, I want to thank Ryan and Derek for joining me on this episode. Uh, you can hear Camel City Blackouts on Spotify. Check out their videos on YouTube as well. Check out their new EP, Wildcard. It's uh, really good. I've been listening to it along with their uh, older stuff, their other stuff, which is very good. They were very interesting guys. Uh, it, a little bit is lost on not being able to see them because it was much more entertaining for me. <laughs> Our conversation went all over the place. It was good. It was fun. They were a good, fun group of guys. I, uh, uh, I hope to meet them someday live and in person because... Uh, they seem like they'd be fun to hang out with and of course i want to thank you for tuning in today make sure to check out the instagram twitter and facebook accounts join the facebook group if you're a facebooker <laughs> i almost said face grouper that doesn't make any sense go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise new designs are currently being made for t-shirts and hoodies hoodies on the way there's been a lot of requests for hoodies so they're coming uh i'm hoping to do a pre-sale on the website uh as soon as i get some sort of timeline on the when the merchandise will be done that way all you odd people out there can buy stuff ahead of time uh, and do it up so I hope you tune in next time, stay creative, stay inspired, and as always, stay odd.